What did you eat for breakfast? Uh, nothing. <laughs> you are listening to the Music on Your Own Terms podcast. Business. Business. This episode is sponsored by the Skinny Armadillo Print Company located in Fort Worth, Texas. Now, due to the current situation, with all live music being essentially stopped, it'll come as no surprise to many people listening to this show that musicians, and especially their support crew and management teams, have found their income dramatically reduced. That's why the Skinny Armadillo has set up a website to support artists called Music for Good. You can purchase a specially designed t-shirt for this cause, and $10 from that t-shirt will be donated to any band or artist of your choice. You can also donate money as well as purchasing the shirt. All you need to do is go to musicforgood.itemorder.com. That's musicforgood.itemorder.com. And of course, there'll be a link to the website on musiconyourownterms.com with the show notes and also in the social media posts for this episode. Make sure you stay up to date with the podcast by signing up to the mailing list at musiconyourownterms.com. There you'll find show notes to every episode and links to other resources. Welcome to episode 51 of the Music on Your Own Terms podcast. Tiffany Van Boxtel is a vocal coach based out of Nina, Wisconsin, and has a podcast called The Star Singer Podcast that helps singers with their vocal techniques and mindset to achieve their best performances. In the wake of the current COVID-19 situation, we discuss the challenges musicians face to get started doing live stream performances and what strategies and resources can be used to succeed with both mindset and technology in mind. Tiffany shares a list of potential reasons her audience suggested were hurdles they faced in getting started, and we address them giving our recommendations. Hope you enjoy this and you get a lot out of it. Let's get going. Welcome to another episode of the Music on Your Own Terms podcast. Today, I'm joined by Tiffany Van Boxtel, who is a vocal coach and podcast host out of uh, Nina, Wisconsin. How are you doing? Doing well. How about you? I'm not doing too bad. Thank you. <laughs> um, so yeah, let's let's uh, just uh, do a brief introduction. Um, you know, what what is your business and what is your podcast? So I'm the host of the Star Singer podcast, and I help singers give performances that they're proud of without having to spend hours of practice every week and without having to take overpriced voice lessons. All right. And and so you have you have a um, you, you work out of a music studio yeah. for individual lessons, but you also did the podcast. So what what made you uh, want to start the podcast? 
um, to help more singers. So I had about 60 students, one-on-one -on -one singers that I was working with, and that got to be a lot. So I decided to start the podcast, and then I also started a membership for singers to help more people. Because what I found was, even though everyone's an individual and they have their own things that they're trying to work on, the same things kept popping up, the same issues. So mm. I wanted to share them with more people and give more people an opportunity to get the training that they need without having to spend like $100 on a voice lesson every right. week, <laughs> depending cool. on where you are, you know? Right. Sure. So, um, and how long, how long's the, uh, podcast been running? The podcast has been running for a while, probably about four years. And oh, cool. last year we'd recently just started introducing guests to the podcast. And so that's been really fun and an interesting mm -hmm. way to add a little bit more variety as far as topics and discuss pretty much all things related to singers and singing. Awesome. Cool. Um, and it, yeah, just as this, we're, we're going to do a, um, a joint release on this, uh, a little bit about my podcast. Um, it's called music on your own terms. And I talk to, uh, musicians, entrepreneurs, and, um, we discuss kind of the, uh, the wins, the uh, failures, what people have learned, strategies, and I also delve into um, mental health a little bit. Um, but yeah, and it's it's really focused on on uh, promoting the entrepreneurial mindset to musicians to help them transition from you know the the thought that oh this is you know the music is all that I need to you know thinking about it being a business and what what you need to kind of all the areas you need to think about to run your, your business of being a musician. So that's awesome. All right. So, yeah. So we, um, we discussed talking about a, uh, a topic that's probably on everyone's mind right now because everyone's live performance has been canceled. You know, we're, we're still going through the, uh, COVID-19 crisis right now. If those listening in the future so that at your suggestion you know we were going to discuss connecting through captivating online performance why didn't you start us off what what does that entail to you so we work with a lot of singers when it comes to live performances like in person and obviously right now that's not happening as mm -hmm. much for a lot of singers and so then it becomes okay how do we shift how do we pivot so we can still make connections with our audience. We can still do what we love. We can still make an income. And that shift is going to be online. Uh -huh. And <laughs> <laughs> I've found that there's a, a fair amount. Some people, no problem. You know, they're like, okay, cool. Let's, let's bop on. Um, but I did want to provide a resource to help singers with, you know, their thoughts as they're going online, because it really doesn't have to be that much different. And in sure. a lot of ways, it can be even more personal and you could have even more of a connection with your audience. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I'd say that the, uh, you know, it's still a performance. You're still providing, you know, your, your personality through your music. Um, so that much doesn't really change. I, I definitely feel as a musician that you're, your feedback is going to be limited because you can't, you know, if you're, if you're performing, you're going to have a bit more of a challenge 
um, paying attention to the uh, the comment feed, let's say, rather than looking at an audience that's right in front of you. Um, but yeah, I I mean, maybe volume level could be challenging for some people living in you know apartments and and things like that. But in general, I I think the performance side of it is going to basically be the same. Um, but yeah, there's there's going to be challenges either way. Um, so do you want to dig into the technology side of it first, or do you want to go mindset first, or sure, wanna... definitely, definitely, definitely mindset because. Okay. Here's the deal. I'm just going to be real. Tech is not my jam. <laughs> I got on Instagram the other day with my keyboard running through a regular speaker and my voice without a microphone. It sounded fine. Right. <laughs> you know, it's not studio quality, but it sounded fine. Sure. And I'm wondering and kind of challenging the listeners, especially those who may not have actually done a performance mm-hmm. online because they have all of these thoughts about the tech and because I think a lot of the mindset may revolve on two things. It revolves around the tech and the actual performance. Sure. So when it comes to the tech, I would challenge you first off, how would you even know that that's an issue if you haven't even done it yet? For sure. You know, you, you have this thing in your pocket <laughs> This thing that was better than, you know, what the first spaceship or whatever that they Mm -hmm. took to the moon. Like there's more technology there. Like just you go on Facebook, you push live and you do it. Absolutely. (laughs) So give that a try first. And I know that it's not going to be perfect studio quality, but that's what I that's what I would really recommend now when it comes i mean and a lot of the tech is out of your control anyway mm-hmm. i mean what if someone heaven forbid driving down the street a mile away hits a pole and your internet goes out you know or what if your bandwidth you know your internet yeah. bandwidth you know can't quite keep up there's a couple little glitches here and there it happens so we got to think about things that are in our control what's in our control is what we do to prepare for the performance as far as technical singing skills and performance singing skills. So it comes down to, hey, what what songs do you want to sing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, let's prepare those. And if you're a little bit unsure, I would say three. You know, three is a magic number. Let's start with three. And if you're really nervous, let's start with one. Right. Just do one and hit live. And go. And the great thing about the internet is, especially on Facebook and Instagram, and YouTube would be would be an upload, and then there's YouTube Live. I'm not as familiar with YouTube Live, but on Instagram and Facebook, if you don't like your performance or it didn't quite go as well as you wanted to, or you want to make it a little bit more exclusive for people who just attend live, you can delete that when you're done. Sure. You don't have to keep it. So it's not like you know, you're going to put yourself out there and there it is. Like you can always go back and revise and it's going to be a learning experience. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that that's the easiest way of getting familiar with something is just going and pressing go. You know, what does this button do? Um, but I, I think to your point, uh, the, I mean, as far as the tech side, most of the... Um, if there is a glitch, for instance, in bandwidth, I believe, I'm not positive, but 
most of the platforms record locally. So you're not relying on the recording. For, for our Zoom meeting, Zoom is recording server-side. So that means that you know all, all our audio and video is going to the server and then getting recorded. But for the, the uh, social media platforms, it's recording on your device. Then it gets uploaded to the server. So you don't, the, you know, you, you may, people may see the glitches live, but when it gets recorded and uploaded, they won't see that. Um, and you, YouTube's the same thing. YouTube live will record device gets uploaded. And you, again, you can keep that private. You can make it an unlisted link. So you can just send it out to your mailing list or your, your social media, uh, people you want to see. And, you know, it, it's not going to get seen by anyone, but that being said, if you think about a gig, you're performing with, you know, let's say 10 people to 100 people, however many are there. Um, and if you're playing original music, if you're on social media going live, you've got 7 billion plus people that could see that. Well, probably not that many access to it, but it's a good chunk of people. You know, so if, if you're trying to get your name out, this is actually better than performing live in a bar. Definitely in certain in in, in certain uh, certain ways. So yeah, you know if we we can go through. Uh, actually, you you sent me a list of uh, things people in your audience had uh, said what their um, objections were. Yeah. Um, and a lot of it is mindset. A lot of it is the fear of doing something. Um, and actually, I wanted to. I wanted to bring this book up because I think it's really good. I don't know if you've heard of this, but it's called Little Voice Mastery by um, Blair Singer. And it's it's a really good um, way. It, it's got a lot of really good exercises that kind of teach you to get over your your uh, little voice telling you you can't do something and, and you're not good enough. And just it, it it's a really great book. I'm not I'm not sponsored or anything, but it's a, it's a really good book. So. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that that definitely, definitely plays a role for sure. Sure. Uh, so let's run down the list. Uh, the first one is a small number of viewers. I'm afraid no one will listen. Typically live streams, unless you really have a large audience and you're promoting a ton beforehand, um, your viewers are probably going to be one or two, you know, but the, the good thing about it is once it's done, it goes up, as we said, it goes up as a recording and then you get more, um, you get more traction on the live, on the uh, recording of it than you do on the live stream. However, if we want to get technical, the, uh, the algorithm in Facebook, for instance, pushes live stream to the top of its rankings. So you, you, if you're looking at your, um, your social media platform, you'll get a little notification that says such and such is going live now and you can hit that and actually people hit that by accident so you know it, it it's really dependent on your number of followers you already have so i wouldn't worry about that especially if you're a, you know if you're worried about your performance in the first place small number of viewers is actually a good thing because you're not worried about you know doing your bad performance let's say even if it is um it's only going to be seen by a couple of people so that's a good start yeah um Totally. I love, and I, that was helpful. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'd say the next one is feeling weird about going on during this time of chaos. Um, I mean, my feeling is carry on is be, be mindful of what's going on, but carry on regardless. Be, be 
put positive content out there. People are at home, you know, bored. People want to see stuff. So this is the best time to get yourself in front of, uh, you know, a social media audience because they're not doing anything anyway. They want to be entertained. So and you, you, the fact that you're, you know, a musician is 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 your thing that you do to to help people. So. Well, and I think the deeper rooted mindset issue here is that people feel like they're taking advantage of other people's bad situations or the global situation. They don't want to take advantage of it. So I loved your thought on, Hey, this is, this is you helping people like get your mind right. You're not taking advantage of people. You're serving people. Exactly. I mean, that, that's, that's my bigger philosophy is music is a communication of emotion and it's, you know, any, any time I've had a, a problem, you know, I've talked about us, um, depression and anxiety and things like that. And music, music is the thing that helps me through those times. So, you know, if you, uh, if you give music and people connect with it emotionally, then you're, uh, you're helping them out. Um, and we touched on this before. Should I do longer sets or shorter sets? That, that's really on what you're comfortable with. I think what do you, I mean, you, you already said one, one song, three songs is the, is the gold number, but it's going to depend on you. I mean, whatever yeah. you're comfortable with. And sometimes, I mean, if you do want those larger amount of viewers, you may have noticed that like, hey, uh, if I go on, sometimes when I am wanting to watch somebody on Instagram or on Facebook, sometimes I don't get that notification for a couple of minutes. You know, so maybe if you do, if you do want a larger amount of people to come and see or have that ability, you could plan a slightly longer set list so those notifications can catch up to the people that you really want. Oh, for sure. And that goes back to uh, the number of people. Typically, you'll see if you if you pay attention to the numbers, you'll see people kind of ramp up in the first maybe second the first or second songs at the beginning you you may have a couple of people but you may have no one but then as those notif- as you said those notifications go out the third song maybe be will be hitting your uh, target numbers or highest numbers let's say so cool um the next one is skeptical about the audio um and i and you already touched on that i mean yeah it's it's not a live performance and I've played some really bad gigs where the, the PA was really bad and you know, the sound guy wasn't too experienced. So you're controlling it and you know, you, you have what you have, you know, I started this podcast with the bare minimum and you know, it, it honestly, that kind of stuff just pushes you to make it better. How, whatever you're doing. So just keep it going. And, and if it's not great, you learn and you say, Oh, I could, I could, uh, change the position of my microphone or the gain on it or something and you know for next time it's always a learning process so yeah and i mean two things i remember walking around uh i was in college and in college the best thing you could get was like one of those like little olympia digital recorders you know to record your voice lesson or whatever i mean yeah the fact that we have this in our pocket that the audio is like decent is is amazing and then the second thing is, when you're watching a live performance online, what are your expectations for the audience? 
or for, for the, for the person performing, you know, do you expect them to have super stellar audio quality? Like you're probably not like, why are you even expecting that of yourself? If you're Mm. not expecting that of other people. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, I think the large majority of, of, uh, music consumers have, have, uh, settled with MP3 quality anyway. You know, the, the, the ones that care are the audiophiles that spend $10,000 on a record player, you know, Mm. that's not everyone. Everyone's streaming through their phones. So, um, I don't think audio quality is a, is a, yeah, it's, it's really not a, a problem at all. Especially if you're confident with the actual music that you're yeah. putting out there. Like, if you're not confident with the actual music you're putting out there, I can see why you'd be real worried about audio quality. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as a guitar player, people spend way too much time looking at the equipment they use. And, you know, it's it ends up being, it's all in your fingers. The, the, the yeah. amp's not going to make you play better. The guitar's not going to make you play better. Play better. You know, you know, it's that simple. So, it, it, you know, the, the emotion will carry across regardless of how crappy your microphone is. Let's see. The next one is um, I think uh, the next one is it won't produce the quality that we are comfortable with. But that's that ties in with the last uh, point. I think lack of self-esteem. I feel not I'm not talented enough no matter how much I practice. So what's the point? That seems like a much bigger self-value topic, I be- I think. Um but in, in, in general, I, the, the, the biggest thing that I would say to people is no one can be you. you. You are the only you and what makes you an individual is going to be your selling point. So always concentrate on your art and your, you know, your, your technical skills. But at the end of the day, as we've said, music is a um, communication of emotion. So whatever you're trying to get out em- emotively it doesn't matter if you can play two chords or sing two notes. If you can do those two notes with passion, that's what it's all about. It's not about how many runs you can do and, and what high note you can hit or whatever. Yeah. You know, what are your thoughts? Well, and if you, if you say no matter how much I practice, well, then the question becomes, what are you actually practicing? And is it getting oh, yeah. you any, is it getting you any better? You know, cause you can search stuff on YouTube and these can be great voice teachers, you know, but if you're coming to it out of context and you're searching for the wrong thing, the thing that isn't actually mm-hmm. going to move you forward, because maybe you want to sing higher and you search like sing higher. Um, and then you go down a rabbit hole, like, oh, I should, I should focus on my breathing too and my riffs and my runs I should focus on that and then you get distracted like no (laughs) work Mm. on the things that you want to work on in order for yourself to feel more confident because if you're not moving forward there's a problem and the problem is either what you're practicing or the actual vocal exercises themselves I mean I've been working with singers for like 10 years to come up with vocal exercises that work for like 95% of the people if they're doing them and if they're thinking about the concept. I find that that's huge. Like if you're just running scales, like you said before, mm. it's not going to do anything. You have to you have to do the exercise with a thought process in mind. Like, okay, I'm going to focus on really releasing here. I'm going to focus on singing louder here. I'm going to focus on opening my mouth in a like really relaxed way just simple stuff i'm sure there are things on the guitar yeah you know that you can focus on as well and and i think uh almost more importantly is why are you doing that 
you know if you're if you're and if you if you have a piece that you're working on whether it's guitar drums singing um you know if you if that's your the number one piece you want to learn you know where break it down where are the spots that you're having trouble is it because you're running out of breath is it because your fingers are not moving quick enough you know the, the there's always a problem that you can turn into a uh, an exercise or a rabbit hole not not necessarily a rabbit hole but a set of exercises you can do to practice that skill and then that skill will transfer to the next song and the next song and then you know what's the next step that you're missing or the next problem you're having with that song maybe it's this other thing and then you know that's an ex- an you know another thing you can check off your list yeah Good musicians can identify problems. They don't get hung up on problems and start judging themselves. They say, this is a problem. They put their scientist coat on and then they say, how can I solve this? How can I break this down? You know, is it tempo? Is it rhythm? Is it my breath? Like you said, they're creating solutions. And I think that the real thing that holds a lot of people back is the fact that these problems start to become judgments and then they start to live in the mindset instead of, you can solve these problems. Absolutely. Let's see. One of the, I'm just looking down the list so we don't go over stuff twice. Um, you know, this and this one, I don't play an instrument well enough to accompany myself and singing to a backing track won't sound good. If, if you're, if you want to sing and if you want to play an instrument to accompany yourself, learn the instrument, but that's a separate skill than the singing. So if the singing is important to you, then do the singing and a backing track, the biggest stars in the world do backing tracks on stage. They they have backing. It's it's a fact. So I wouldn't worry about it. it, it the, the, the important part is the singing. Yeah, just do your research. I mean, we've all had those MIDI tracks that sound like they're from the 80s, you know. But, like, just there's good quality tracks out there. Like, just do your research and find one that you're comfortable with because they are not all created equally, you know. So find one that suits your vibe and fits your vibe and you don't have to be like a world-class guitar player i mean just learn a few chords put a capo on it like it doesn't have to be so complicated absolutely i like this one uh place to perform my house is typically messy yep mine too what a great but what a great time you're stuck at home get you know get old marie kondo on on your house oh on the other hand leave it messy that's you if that's your personality that's your personality. I'm I'm messy as hell. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and preface that and make it like part of your performance. Yeah. Like, hey, I'm performing from my closet, you know, like, hey, and like you can make it make it fun, you know, because other people can relate to that. I'm sure, you know, they don't have this spotless space where they can do their recording. You know, it shows that you're a real person. You're a human mm-hmm. and they're going to be able to relate and connect better to that. Yeah, and again, it goes back to what's the important thing, and that's the music. You know, whether you have a pile of laundry sitting there, everyone has laundry. You know, pick up the basket and move it if it bothers you. Oh my god! Yeah, so hard. Exactly. <laughs> so you know, and it's not it's not a photography session. It's not a professional video. It's a live stream. It's an impromptu getting out in front of people. So it's it's not an issue. Doesn't um, Zoom have like backgrounds, like green screens and stuff that you can use? Like I saw this, um, I saw this thing where they came out with like Star Trek backgrounds. Yeah, I mean you have to have a green screen behind you. So whether that's a piece of fabric or a piece of you know shower a curtain. shower curtain or something, but 
yeah, you can you can do that if you if you or paint you can you can get green screen paint. It's a little bit expensive, but there's ways ways you can definitely do it. Um, my that's the thing. I mean, my I'm in a closet doing my podcast because my wife's working in our office, and so I have a shower curtain in my actual uh, recording uh, closet. But right now I have t-shirts behind me, so it's actually well, especially. At this time, you know, because people understand there are other people in the house, mm -hmm. you know, working, there's kids around, you know, it's, it's not an ideal time period for anyone. So people can relate anyway. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So a lot of the rest of the, the, um, the questions are actually, um, IT related. So, I mean, the first one just says IT skills. And again, we've touched on this a little bit, and it's just press buttons, figure out what that button does. There's tons of YouTube content on there that says how you do it. Yeah, sure, everything's changing at a rate of seconds currently, but you know, you want one platform to another, they're slightly different, but they they may they want to make it easy for you to make video. So they're gonna put the buttons in the place that you expect them. So you know, again, tech from platform to platform. The other, I wanted to, I did want to touch base on some of the options you can do. I mean, obviously, going picking a platform that's your favorite is probably my number one. Uh, if you haven't done it before, just pick a platform: Instagram, Facebook, YouTube Live, and and just figure out that one platform at a time. Do you do you one song, then go to the other platform and do another song on that platform and see what resonates more. Uh, do you have more audience on one than the other? Um, and that's how you can start to learn the different platforms. Uh, once you go uh, further than that, if you if you make this a regular, and I think making this a regular thing gets you used to it, it teaches you how to use the platforms, um, but it also means that you'll build a following because they're expecting you, um, you know, it's, one of the, the tips is do do a live stream at the same time every day, every week, every month, whatever you choose, because then people get used to tuning in at a certain time. You know, we're, we're so used to streaming it, you know, now on, on t our TV or anything. But back in the day before streaming, you know, we had TV and you only had one chance to watch a show. So you had to tune in at that time and people people get used to schedules. So um, I think that's a really good. Uh, psychology point um so what what you can do and this this may go down a bit of a tech rabbit hole but what you can do is instead of if you want to go on instagram facebook at the same time and take advantage of all the audiences i mean you can you can stream from two different phones if you have multiple devices um but if you're on one wi-fi that could choke everything up um, so there are actual uh, software or services that are called simul streams, and you can do the research. and There's tons of videos. Again, there's tons of videos on everything on YouTube, um, and I haven't really dug into it too much just yet. But um, I did stumble across a pretty uh, useful video that that broke down some of their uh, the top three that they had, and the three are called Restream, Switchboard and caster with no e um and so basically what they do is they take your single stream um instead of split you know instead of having to stream three times to three different platforms 
you stream to this one website and it splits it out to all the different platforms you want it to go to. Um, and there's more than just the three, those three social media platforms that we talked about. You can go to TikTok, you can go to, you know, pick, pick whatever you want. There's a million of them out there. Um, they diff, they have the different pros and cons. They, some of them do have formatting options. So Facebook wants you to have a portrait. Uh, YouTube is better for landscape. Instagram changes all the time. I mean, typically it was a square, but now they're changing it for different formats. Um, some of them you have to pay a little bit. Some of them you don't. Um, but but the the basically the whole concept is you have whatever uh, one piece of equipment that you have, be it a laptop, a phone. Um, maybe you have a a streaming video like Zoom has a a 4K camera with really good audio specifically for musicians to stream. Um, and it just goes up to their server and they split it out to all your different accounts. And we, we did mention before the, um, the comment section, if you've got three different devices streaming to three different platforms, there's no way, unless you have three different people helping you, you can't interact with people. So these platforms have ways of uh, condensing all the different platforms comments into one feed that you can go and look and you, you, you know, you want to kind of, uh, interact with your, um, audience. Um, but I, I, I wouldn't necessarily do it during your performance. I would sing or play and then, you know, do a little question and answer session in between songs. And that, that's a perfect time to, to interact with your audience. Um, do you have any other, um, suggestions or comments on that subject? Um, I think you can do it from Zoom, too. If you have a Zoom webinar, it can stream simultaneously. Um, but Zoom webinar can be a little pricey if you don't happen to have it. Mm. Um, I think it's like $40 a month if Something you're not like using it for, like, work. Um, but another cool thing you can do with that is if you wanted to collaborate and do, like, a double show with somebody else. You know, you sing a song, they they sing a song. You can also use Zoom webinar to go live in their Facebook group. And then you don't have all those weird connection problems in the beginning because you can join the Zoom room and then just go live. Mm. I don't know if you've ever watched anything on like Instagram or whatever where like the host is there and they're like, well, we're waiting on so-and-so. Oh, yeah. Do, 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 do. And then they have to like join. And sometimes on Facebook, it doesn't work. Like you can ask somebody to join or like they request to join and like you can't get them on their video. So if you were doing something like that, that can make the process a little bit more smooth and you won't have to have like the people waiting up front. If you're not into that, you could just like get directly into the music. Yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah, I think we've kind of touched on all the points here. I'll look stupid, lame on camera, just singing. <laughs> I do all the time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that's, that's a deeper psychological thing. Um, at some point, yeah, I mean, I can touch touch on the uh, the projection. You know, you'll never know what people are thinking. You're always going to think what they're thinking. So, it, it's really it's really a question of getting over uh, the little voice that says, you know, you're not good enough, and also just not caring what other people think. You know, what what's the most important thing to you? Is it your music and getting your what you're trying to say emotionally out there? If that's the most important thing, everything else really is not important. So if you, if you have that kind of uh, thing holding you back and th and th that, that will be relevant to 
anyone, whether it be business, whether it be, you know, going to the grocery store, if you're, if you're an introvert, you know, if you, not just an introvert, but, uh, agoraphobic is the word I was going for. It's, it's all, I think it's all connected in, in terms of just not giving a crap what anyone else thinks. You just, you just kind of have to do it. And, and honestly, uh, one, I, I'm not sure if it's in, in that book that I showed earlier or just a general thing I've learned, but honestly, think of the worst things that could happen and then just figure out how likely they are to happen. I mean, it's pretty slim. What's probably going to happen is you're going to go online, you're going to sing the best you can, and most people are going to say, well, that was really good. That was entertaining or while well, good, you know, good for you, you got out there and I want to hear more. We can, I mean, we can touch on internet haters, but <laughs> honestly, they're the ones they're they're the people that are jealous because they, they're not out there doing, they want to be playing guitar. They want to be singing, but they're not. They're talking trash on, on platforms, you know, on, on the comment sections and they're, spending more time being negative than they are positive. So, you know, just the fact that you're doing what you want to do is you've already won. So, yeah. In most cases, you know, we're all going to be judgmental of ourselves to a degree that, like you said, we can't assume that other people are thinking the same thing. They might think you look awesome, but if you feel like you're looking stupid or like maybe you look a little dead or you're just like, I am a robot singing, that's something that you can work on. You know, you can use the emotion of the song to like really dive in. You know, in my membership, we work on emotion techniques where we break the song apart and we try using different emotion words. And we also think about the transformational journey. And we think about like, usually we don't have to think about it too much because if we plan it out, then our face and our body starts to just look more engaging mm -hmm. naturally. And you start to just that's where that kind of connection comes in. And that's where you can, you know, basically reach across the screen and make and make that connection. Or if you are singing like a robot, just do Devo covers. <laughs> there you go. There you and, go. And wear a funny hat. So make it make it your shtick. Perfect. Love that. I mean, and that ties into I think what what is your niche? I think you can also frame it as what is your superpower? Um, what makes you uniquely you? Because although, you know, you, there's millions of singers, millions of guitar players in this world of seven plus billion people, no, one's un, you know, no one is you. No one has the same experiences. So I think that's the reason why you should do it, in essence, because no one else is you. Yeah. And you had all these great opportunities to, you know, you could start out doing what you want. You know, are you going to do covers? Are you going to do your own original songs? And then as you get more confident, you can have the audience interact with you a little bit more. Hey, I'm going live on Thursday at 5 p.m. I'm going to be doing, you know, it's it's your choice. Vote on what you want me to do. And you can still put things that you feel comfortable with, you know, and that could be really fun. And if you're feeling really cool, it can be like, what do they call that? Kamikaze karaoke. Where you're just like. <laughs> throw something at me and I'll do it. Like, right. you know, I mean, you could make it really fun. And the fact that they have the expectation that you're either just doing it on the fly or you're doing it with very little rehearsal. I mean, they're going to be like amazed if you can pull it off and they're going to be flattered that you took their input and 
are doing their song that they wanted to hear. Absolutely. All right. So um, do you have any other points you want to touch on before we kind of start wrapping it up? Um, just make sure that you are the master of your craft. Uh, you know, if you're practicing your singing and you're practicing your performance, which are two different things, right? You want to practice your technical performance or, and then your technical skills. And then you want to pr- practice your performance, your delivery. Like, what does that look like? And by the way, it's not just memorizing your chords, progressions and lyrics, mm-hmm. which you should be doing anyway, because nobody likes watching a guy sitting on a stool reading off of his iPad. Like, let's be real. If you're doing that, like, this is just brain work, you know? Mm-hmm. Can you memorize lyrics? Yes, of course you can, because I know... I know like every Backstreet Boys song still, and I have to put no effort into it. It's just taking up brain space. And I'm like, why is that even there? <laughs> so you <laughs> you can totally you can totally do this. This is something that's in your control. So if it's important to you, you know, you can find that expert guidance. You can work on the exercises that are gonna move you forward. And you can really make it a top priority for yourself. And then you can be proud of what you're putting out there. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, I I would say pretty much the same thing. Um, I don't have any Backstreet Boys songs memorized personally, but <laughs> <laughs> like, why are they there? You're on your I own. Mean, they're there from 15 years ago. I haven't even touched them. I have not listened to them, but they're still there in the brain. It's such a weird thing. Mm-hmm. Your brain is fantastic. You can do it. Absolutely. All right. Well, this has been a uh, a great uh, talk. I think it's very timely. Um, and I, I mean, my, my personal thing to say to everyone is just stay positive. You know, uh, we'll get through this time and I think music, music's going to help. So keep doing it. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Um, and for, for listeners, um, of my podcast, where can people find you? Uh, people can find me over at the star singer podcast. We come out with an episode every Tuesday. And if you want to learn more about giving amazing singing performances that you're proud of, you can check out my free training. We're going to go through the four-part dream performance process, and we're going to figure out those things, like Simon said, like, why are you doing this? And then what is really going to move it forward? So you can do that at starsinger.co slash masterclass. Awesome. And then uh, for everyone else, um, my my website is musiconyourownterms.com and you can uh, check out the show notes from each episode. The uh, podcast uh, kind of lives there, but you can listen to it on every platform out there, hopefully, unless you find one, let me know and I'll try and get it on there. Um, but it's out there. Uh, and as far as Facebook, it's uh, facebook.com forward slash music on your own terms. And then Instagram, my handle is metaldoggy, which is M-E-T-A-L-D-O-G-G-I-E. So that's where I live. All right. So I want to thank you again. Um, it's been a great talk and uh, definitely keep in touch. Yeah, thank um, you. Continue, Same. Continued success and stay safe out there. You, you as well. Thank you for listening. I hope this discussion gave you some ideas about trying out live streaming your performances. And if you have any technical questions, you can always hit me up on social media or on the website, and I'll do my best to answer. Speaking of the website, head over to see the show notes for each episode. There are some pretty cool videos to check out from various guests, 
and also links to their music and social media if you want to learn more. You can also sign up for the Music on Your Own Terms mailing list to hear what I'm up to and hear what guests are coming up in future episodes. Don't forget to take a look at the store and pick up something for your grandma. And finally, I'd really appreciate it if you leave a review on iTunes because that really helps the podcast get in front of more people just like you who want to learn from other people's strategies and failures and how they learned from them. And I really feel that the information coming from the guests I interview is really valuable for the musicians community. Keep pushing the needle and be excellent to each other. This episode, I'm giving a spin to another excellent track from the new album Caveat Emptor by Brucifer. This is The Story of Ricky. Ricky Ho, let's see if you can deal with me. You think you're real tough. I'm a lot tougher than you think. The warden of any prison has to be the very best in Kung Fu. Now see for yourself. <laughs> 